This is the Lucy Beatrix Podcast. Thanks for tuning in. Not too long ago, I wrote an article for RunnerClick.com called How to Win at Being Injured. In the article, I depict the ways that I dug myself out of the cold despair that is being a runner with an injury. Now, I've been through a handful of terrible injuries from stress fractures to strains and things that prevented me from running for months at a time. But I know I'm not alone in getting hurt on the run. So I thought I'd bring my running teammate and friend from North Brooklyn Runners, Jim Eisman, on the show. Welcome to my podcast, Jim. Thank you for having me, Lucy. It's an honor to be here. (laughs) Before we get into anything about injuries, let's talk about how I know you. A couple months ago, I ran a race called the Central Park Half Marathon that I placed third in overall for the women. And that is actually where Jim paced me to achieve that time. So from your perspective, what was that race like? Well, I think actually to start uh, before the race, just you asking me to pace you in the race, uh, it it came at a perfect time for me. Uh, I was actually coming off an injury. I'd planned on having a really good winter indoor track season, and I'd lost that entire season uh, due to just not being quite right. Mm -hmm. So when you sent me the invitation, uh, I was like, yes, I will absolutely pace you. Uh, I think it was on a Sunday. Yeah. Uh, It was at the beginning of the week. And I knew that that was going to give me something to look forward to, that I was getting healthy again, and that I could totally run. We were talking about like a 640, 630 pace, Mm -hmm. I think. Uh, And I knew I could totally do that. Uh, And it gave me something to to challenge me and to look forward to. Mm -hmm. And that really helped me get through what was a tricky week uh, with work and and, and being out of town. Uh, So that was really nice. Uh, When it came time to actually, actually have the race Uh, i met you at your house in the morning uh and it was pouring down rain and i kept looking at the forecast and i was like okay uh the clouds are gonna break in like an hour maybe yeah um but it the weather was awful like it was not ideal 35 rainy and windy uh it was like pretty miserable uh but throughout the whole thing like i was just really grateful uh and happy to have the opportunity to pace you in it. It was an experience I was looking forward to. So even though the weather was going to suck, uh, I was I was still happy and excited to do it. Totally. Um, so and I didn't know, like I kind of looked at you, I was wondering if you wanted to bail or not. I know, but we I were looking say... at each other. We were just like, wait, I don't know. And it was funny because that was really like the first, <laughs> I had met Jim very briefly at um, our running big party of the year called the, the NBR Gala. And I saw Jim and I was like, oh yeah, like I think I know him from Instagram. And we like, you know, briefly like exchange hellos. And then after that, that's when I said, do you want to pace me for this race? But as it got closer and closer to February 24th, which obviously a February half marathon is such a hit or miss. You just never know if it's going to be raining or sleeting or whatever. And we were looking at the weather thinking it could get better. It'd be fine. It could be fine. But then when we were actually walking from our little Whole Foods station in the morning where we like, you know, we're hydrating and then we're like going over to the race start. The wind was hitting us and we were like, I don't know about this wind. Like trying, I feel like we were trying to stay calm, but like, I think it's going to like, it's going to pass. Like we're not going to have such bad wind and it's not going to be drizzling like this and it's not going to be raining. But then I think it was right after we did our warm up and we're getting ourselves to the starting line. Oh God. We were, we did our little warm up, like some strides and then we get to the start and staying still for a little bit with no coat on. That's when I started to kind of shiver and I was thinking like, okay, well, I'm, I'm already exhausted. Like I could go home and take a nap now because I feel tired from that little stride warm up. <laughs> and so then when they were like getting ready to go, say, saying like, ready, set, go, 
I look over to Garrett, who is holding all of our stuff, and he's in this huge coat, cold. <laughs> and I'm thinking, like, I'm in shorts and, like, you know, I have, like, my little gloves. And it just, I'm thinking, like, this isn't just, I don't know. But that said, um, there was something about that camaraderie of it being so terrible that we just kind of, like, dug in. And I, I like, I, I remember bits and pieces. At some point, I think I, like, just shut off my mind. It was like, I just have to push through, and that's that. But it, it was it was kind of funny that we just sucked it up and we're like, well, this is just going to be what it is and let's get through. And I couldn't quit because Jim was there. But I feel like if either one of us had gone by ourselves, we might have just said, maybe not today. Totally. Like if and even while we were there, if one of us had even broken for a second and said, maybe we should just bail. Yeah. Like we absolutely <laughs> sure, would Sure. Like where yeah. do you want to go? Get brunch. Okay. Yeah. But so I was like, I'm like, not going to say it. Yeah. And if Lucy says it, okay. But I'm yeah. not going to say it's it. It's like we got all the way here. Yeah. But so anyway, so that was our introduction to each other. But, um, okay, so talking about injuries, what has been the hardest injury for you to get through as a runner? Man, I think last year, um, about, it seems like every spring, uh, the past two springs I've been hurt, uh, and I had had a really good winter last year, and then something just went wrong and flared up after an, an awesome indoor track season uh, and some good early races, and I had a, a piriformis spasm is what the diagnosis was. But oh, interesting. I don't, I don't like... I don't ever know if that was completely Actually, yeah. the right diagnosis. Mm-hmm. I just couldn't walk uh, yeah. for like a couple of weeks. And running, it took, it took, I lost an entire month and then another four weeks of like maybe being able to try to hobble through a run once a week. Uh, right. It was really a, a good three months that I lost of the season. The worst, yeah. yeah, and that was a tough one just because I was in just really peak shape. I had big goals for the year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I like, I just assumed, I just sort of assumed that I was going to keep progressing and getting faster and faster exactly. and getting better. And then all of a sudden I'm like, well, now I've got three months off and it's going to take me three months to get back to where I, where I was. I know. Yeah. So I'm basically like, all right, I've lost six months. Like I'm, you know, I'm, I'm aging, like I'm not old, but like I, at the time I'm 37 turning 38 yeah. and like knowing that I, I don't know like how long I can keep I know, yeah. building on my speed yeah. that I'm like, I just lost six months, a big chunk of time to have to have been able to build and improve so totally. that and was a tough one do you feel like okay i think we're similar in the sense that neither one of us ran in school did right. we didn't run in college or anything nope. neither did i obviously and so we kind of found running later and i feel like when you're like that when you're coming into running in your 30s or like late 20s or whatever it's almost like it's magical and you think you're you're immune you're like well i'm a runner now and i can just go fast and i'm always going to be getting better and I just know that people were always warning me, like, you're going too fast too soon. You're getting too excited. Like, that little tweak that you're feeling is going to actually come out and be a full-blown injury before you know it. I didn't listen, and I ran through stuff that I shouldn't have. And I think that that just might be something unique to people who, like, weren't runners growing up. We just don't know that, like, you hit a wall. Like, it's inevitable that you're going to get hurt if you don't hold yourself back and say, okay, where am I right now? What's realistic for, like, what my body's threshold can actually take? And I feel like maybe I was also not injured for so long, like, cause I was running on my own for so many years because I wasn't out there racing. Like I think the races and like having a goal and be like, I paid for this race. I have to be yep. ready for that. I'm making so much improvement. I want to keep com- improving to show people that's for me how I know I get injured. But do you think that the races could add some pressure to like trying, you know, like push- pushing yourself a little too hard? Yeah. I mean, I think you train through times when your body is not fully healed and fully recovered and that's when you get hurt mm-hmm. uh, and like so you have a goal you have a plan you want to follow that plan all of a sudden something you didn't count like your calf starts hurting like there's always i feel like every injury i've ever had there's always some sort of precursor 
just thing that goes on, mm-hmm. right? There's a little little tweak, no big deal. Maybe this is just a thing that's going to bother me for a week mm-hmm. and it's going to be okay. And then all of a sudden it cascades into something that's real. Yeah. And if you were a normal, sane person, you would just stop and say, okay, I'm going to let this thing heal. I'm not going to go hard until yeah. this thing's ready. Sure, maybe I'll miss this race that I want to do in a couple of weeks, but I've got 50 more races that yeah, I'm going to exactly. do. Yeah, exactly. But we're a not saying yeah. we're crazy. And now and we're so crazy. You push through <laughs> it's it. like the bottom line. And the thing is, sometimes you push through it and you're fine, right? Like, how yeah, many times has that happened where something's exactly. a little bit wrong? Like, you never talk to a runner who says, I'm 100% healthy. Everything's Everything perfect. Feels yeah, great. no, exactly. Something's no, that's always true. wrong, right? Yeah, it's just a matter of, like, how wrong is it? Yeah. And um, one of the things I was thinking about is that like these careless injuries like I feel like there's like two kinds of injuries they're the kind that like over time you have an imbalance in your body and it inevitably comes out like for me extremely weak glutes forever I relied on just endurance I wasn't making myself stronger from the inside out I had a really weak core and so inevitably my body just kind of broke down around those weaknesses whereas like there's also like the careless injuries where you'd get from not something like that but from being like wait, I want to be at this point now. I want to be running sub six minute miles. So I'm going to go do a crazy track workout and go nuts. And then that's for me when I've also like, I've experienced the long-term injuries and as well as like the I'm fast. So I'm going to go crazy and then just rip myself apart injuries. Do you feel like you've had both? Yeah. I think my careless injuries, um, are actually due to bad recovery, right? So when I, when I think about stuff that I can control, it's recovery is at the top of the list. And I historically done a horrible job of controlling recovery. So I'll go out, like I hurt myself on new year's, right? right? So new year's Eve, I ran the biggest track workout I'd run like at least in two years. Mm-hmm. I ran with a couple of the fastest guys in the team. I was mm-hmm. chasing them around. I was pushing into paces that were definitely ahead of what I should be doing. But mm-hmm. like my competitive Exciting. juices were flowing. Yeah, it was yeah, fun. Yeah, yeah. Go out. Great track workouts. Awesome. Cool down home. Go straight to a bar and start <laughs> drinking. because like, years. And I drink years. from noon until like 4 a.m. Yeah, and and like, I'm broke. Like yeah. you've got for me, it's... It's I'm careless when I don't take recovery seriously Same. and just like get sleep, sleep eat, eat well. Right. Yeah, like it's not it's not crazy. It's not that hard. You just can't get blackout drunk for me and obliterated after a huge workout. Like my body can't do all of those things. Yeah. It needs a break. The recovery is so important. I feel the same way with like food because like nutrition for me is like my it was has been some of my biggest downfalls with running where I'd be running these crazy workouts, but I was maybe going through a weird phase with food where I'm like, I don't want to eat this thing. And I'm thinking like, no, 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 you need the carbs and protein. Like from this perspective now, like looking back retroactively being like, what was I thinking? I needed to be eating so much more protein. Like I was so crazy. But that's I think that's another thing for me, like long term recovery protocol of like good sleep, good nutrition, not, you know, going crazy and having a wild night. But I mean, it was New Year's, so it makes sense for you. Like, but it just, yeah, I totally get that. Um, So I also want to get into this idea of the philosophy that I believe in, which is a body in motion stays in motion. And that for me, that's meant that even when I'm injured, I feel like I need to still keep things warm and active. Like I I have to keep moving or else my injury just gets worse from being stagnant. Like, you know, I've done things where I've pulled my back or I've like, I have had a stress fracture in my shin. And some of those times I would just stay on the couch all day and be like, I need to let this recover. And like, I'll just sleep all day and like watch Netflix and just be like a slug because that's what I need to do. 
But now I also kind of feel like that might not have been the best way to handle it. Like sometimes I'm like, no, no, I needed to be either on the elliptical machine or a rowing machine or a no impact thing to like keep things warm and like get the blood flowing. Do you have other things you do when you are injured as a runner? Yeah. And the the number one thing I do is I go see an expert. Um, yeah. That's, and that's a good a, idea. It's a good thing to be able to do. Like it's, it's a privilege to be able to go to, I mean, we live in New York, right? Yeah. Like we have world-class physical therapy facilities mm-hmm. with amazing runners who know things. They know things that I don't know and that you don't know. Right. So I think I, I used to think that physical therapy was kind of like, you know, I, you just really need time, right? Yeah, That's yeah, the thing yeah. You need. But no, man, there are people that really There's know their no stuff. Like the guy I've been seeing at finish line, like he's he's, he's brilliant. Like the yeah. guys, like he showed me things I would never have thought to Same. do. Yeah. And it's about moving your body or my body in novel ways that I don't mm-hmm. normally move it. Tiny movements, like nothing. I'm used to like, if something's wrong, I'm going to go into gym and I'm going to lift hard, yeah, squat same. heavy, mm-hmm. like whatever, go as hard as I can. Mm-hmm. This is like, t- like, minuscule stretches like mm-hmm. little bridges in a certain like things that I would never do on my own that I don't think are doing anything and then I go out for a run and it feels completely different totally and maybe there's some placebo effect going on there but yeah. I don't think so I think it legitimately yeah it's like moving your body in novel ways like as you get older as you repeat the same movements over and over and over again things start to wear out and break right. but it's important to move things and move in ways that you just don't normally totally. move totally and I think that's why, like, Evan Cooper, I don't know if you know Evan I Cooper. I do, yeah. Like, great, like, great dancer, too. Loves mm-hmm. to dance. I think his dancing really helps him a lot. Yeah, Because totally. he's moving he like, a, like an insane person. Mm-hmm. And then that helps his body recover. Totally. So Evan no, thing. I totally see that. And, like, it's also funny. Um, you had mentioned me previous to me previously how, like, um, you have asymmetries in your body from possibly from golfing. Yep. And everybody has asymmetries of things that we just have. It's like if you're right-handed and you're using your right hand a lot for, like, weights or plank or whatever – you're like you're dominant on one side it can make things stronger but do you feel like your golf has like affected your running in any way like from just always swinging on on right on one side yeah i think there's a a good way that it's helped it and a bad way that's helped it the good way that it's helped it is um like we don't need to talk about golf a ton but like i you know i play a lot and i carry my bag on my shoulders Mm -hmm. walk it's a 30 35 pound bag you're walking on your feet for six hours Mm -hmm. so you build some strength that way right like i'm used to being on my feet all day long Mm -hmm. carrying a load and i think that makes it easier to to run and start adding mileage so i think that's good it is like a unilateral movement uh, this way. And as I was working through uh, some stuff with Jason LaCritz at Finish Line, who actually knows stuff about golf too, which is kind of phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Um, that is cool. He's like, yeah, like what you're probably doing is it, it just creates like, there's a lot of time like at this angle where I'm, my right shoulder is tilted below my left shoulder, mm-hmm. which is actually counterindicative to what you want to be doing on the track. So that's adding stress on that right leg, mm-hmm. which is probably why some things are failing. Balance, yeah. yeah. Uh, Interesting. So another thing that is kind of fascinating to me is this idea that like depression is so magnified and real when you're injured, especially when your identity revolves around running. So how do you personally cope as well as what would you say to someone else who's a runner on like how to cope if you're sitting on the couch injured and you're like, I'm like, how do I, I know for me, I get messed up from that, but yeah, um, it's a tough topic to talk about, but I think, I think the number one thing is, um, like it, it's you can't let your entire identity be running and be totally. as a runner because you're you're gonna get hurt. Like everything mm-hmm. you talk about, injury prevention, like trying to listen to your body and do all those things, we're still gonna get hurt. Like totally. that is gonna happen. Yeah. We're gonna miss races. We're gonna miss time. 
And if your entire identity is just built around being a runner, like, dude, it's going to eat you alive. Like, totally. it will kill you. You have to have other things to do. Mm-hmm. I think for me, the times that I've been injured have been times where I've explored something new, right? I've like running is hard. So let me learn something. Like I learned how to code or like start reading really challenging books, Mm -hmm. like just anything, play music, right? Learn the guitar, like something that you can focus that, like that energy and that desire to improve on something that'll at least yield you some rewards to distract yourself while you're injured. I think is, uh, I think it's critical. And the other thing that'll also help not, force you to, to, to rush back too quickly because that's mm-hmm. what also happens. Like as soon as, oh, my leg is starting to feel a little bit better. So let's go run 60 mile weeks uh, and go really fast, right? And then I'm going to be hurt again. Mm-hmm. So having something else that is rewarding and fulfilling in your life that is not running, uh, like not only is that good to help you get through injury, but that's good for life in general. Oh, like definitely. Not is... putting your all your eggs in one basket. And there is something about alleviating the pressure of running. Like if running is your whole life, and you have that pressure, I feel like that even can make somebody more susceptible for injury. Like for me, I, f- I feel like when I finally like figured out, okay, cool, like this racing thing is awesome. I'm going to race all the time. But then suddenly like I feel like it could, it started to make me think I had to race and that gets like you get very strict about your workouts and you feel like a failure if you didn't execute how you wanted to go. And so I think it can be really good to just keep everything like level and like stoic about your running and like be like okay like I'm gonna approach this with the idea that it's not end all end all if I'm you know not as fast as I thought I would be and the on the other side of this too is I think when running's going really well which it's it's going well for me right now I think it's going well for you right now mm-hmm. like sometimes that can it just takes up so much of your life that you start to ignore other things and maybe there mm. are some problems. Maybe there's some like, maybe work's not what it should yes. be. Maybe there's all this other stuff Definitely. that I can ignore because I know that every day I'm going to go run, run for an hour, totally. two hours, I'm going to make progress. And even if my day is crap, I know I did that. That's Definitely. good in some ways. But also, but then you get hurt scared, and all yeah. that and then crap you're like, now what like, do I do oh, with man, my life? Like, yeah, exactly. That's, that's totally me all the time where I'm like, I'll get in a mode where I'm like, running is awesome and I don't have to worry about all the taxes and all the stuff. And then I'm just like debilitated if I get hurt or something. But um, do you have any specific exercises that you're like, yes, every runner should do these things all the time. Mine would be I have my resistance bands and I walk on them and I like do all my little like arm stuff because I love not using actual weights. I I like my own body weight and resistance. It seems um, safer for my body type. What do you do? Man, and I think a lot of the stuff has been taught to me by physical therapists for specific injuries but band stuff has been good uh anything like as a runner your your rear kinetic chain is tends to be weak so glutes hamstrings yeah. that kind of stuff um so probably for everybody that's pretty good yoga i, I wish i did yoga more mm-hmm. um but it's i don't see how yoga can really be bad although there are yoga classes that are too intense like gentle yeah. yoga is good totally. but i I'm, I'm a firm believer that like go see a pro yeah, that just can tell you. That's yeah, a good. That's good advice. So Everyone's different. so different. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Like me doing my bands and my hip bridges. That's maybe not going to work for somebody else to keep them, you know, strong from the inside out. But um, what are you, what is your view on non steroidal anti inflammatories <laughs> like ibuprofen, Advil, leave for the like the occasional runner who just is like, oh, I have a thing and I want to take like. I know for me, I screwed myself up by taking ibuprofen like every day for like six months straight because I was always hurt and thought, okay, I can numb the pain and it's not that bad. And then boom, it just, it got, made things get so much worse. What yep. do you, what is your perspective on those? Well, I, I try to 
learn as much about anything I'm going to put in my body as I can. Uh, and the science on on NSAIDs, like it's not totally clear. Some people say mm-hmm. that taking it can help actually alleviate inflammation, um, which will help recovery and let you heal faster. But mm-hmm. like other people say it just masks the pain and you'll ultimately do more damage and your body won't recover as quickly because those pain signals may be key to recovery. Exactly. So the science is not clear. I know. If anybody has good science and wants to send it away, they that's awesome. They should figure it out. No, totally. Because I've seen the same thing where it's kind of like some people say you want to dumb the or dull the inflammation so that the body can heal. And other people say, well, you need the inflammation to signal the body to heal. So it's just like, it's all over the place. And for me personally, my rule of thumb is like, if it's an isolated acute injury yep. in the moment and you're like, you can't walk, sure, I'll take an leave. But also, if it's a long-term thing, yeah, I'm not into it. If you're taking it every day, it's not, yeah. something's wrong. Now, we have a question from the live stream. Nice. Um, somebody's asking, they said they've never been injured, but would you at, would you attribute your injuries to um, overtraining or not wearing the right shoes or anything else? Um, my answer would be that I wore, this is from high desert runner. Cool. Thanks for the question. Um, my, my injuries. Okay. I definitely got injured from wearing the wrong shoes, which is interesting that he brought this up because I was wearing a whole size and a half too small of shoes forever. And then when I really hurt my shin, um, and a couple of my metatarsals, I had two stress fractures in my metatarsals. I found out that I was wearing the wrong size shoe, which is like the biggest dough of all time. Like when they're like, your shoe is just so tight. And like, you know, if you're, if your toes are crammed into your shoe, it's not a good, that's not good. So yes, I've definitely injured myself severely from wearing too small of shoes, too minimal of shoes. Um, because you know, everyone was saying that the, the lighter, the lighter weight, the shoes, the better. And I like believed into that for a second and then hurt my feet. But um, have you ever hurt yourself from wearing the wrong shoe? Yeah, I think um, I, I have. I've had some calf stuff and some ankle stuff from the wrong shoe. What, what I learned and helped me is uh, I always have three different models of shoes that That's I cool. run, that I Smart. cycle around That's in great, a week yeah. for my like training cycle. That's good. Because I think if you only have one pair of shoes, like one, your body's going to wear in a certain way every time. Totally. And it's good to mix it up. But the other thing is like, if you only know one pair of shoes, you don't know what you like and what you don't exactly. like. So True. then by the end of this training cycle, I'm like, okay, I like this pair of shoes. You know, this model does this, this model, this is my favorite model. I want to mm-hmm. wear this for these workouts, but you don't learn that. You can't go online and review, read reviews and, and ultimately learn that stuff. You have to try them, like try mm-hmm. a couple of pairs. If you're a long-term runner, just buy three pairs at once. Maybe that lasts you the whole year, totally. but you can cycle those things. By the end of the year, you're like, I love these. these yeah. I don't like these. These are out of the mix. It's Next so year, I'm going to try something yeah. else. I get into these like romantic relationships with my shoes where I'm like, like I'll have a shoe that works and I have a memory of running the, or like, I'll like run my fastest in that pair. And I'm like, this is the shoe for the rest of my life. Like I, I have to buy three of that exact shoe. But then as you adjust and you get stronger in other ways, or you like change your gait just a little bit, you find that other shoes speak to you and like come out of nowhere and you're like oh this one's like actually better and I should have been running in this all along but um but then as far as like the rest of that question with like where the injuries come from from overtraining or anything else for me I also think that um overtraining is for my body I'm I'm not the best with doubles like some people who run twice a day I've done it I've done like when I was doing 100 mile weeks I would do like a morning run go and work and then run after work and I just don't think that I can recover quick enough. I need that 23 hour window where I've slept and I've eaten and like where I can get back to normal and then go, go at it again. 
Do you, what is your perspective on overtraining and doubles and stuff like that? I mean, some people swear by them. I, at this point, like I've just had no need. I think right. I, I'm a six day a week runner, like in the 60 mile range, 60 to 65 miles when mm-hmm. I'm training. Like I don't need to add doubles. That's probably the next step. So I, yeah. I don't know yet. Some people swear by them. I know. They and there have been they times when they were great. Yeah, exactly. Like it's funny. Like I have been through times where I'm like, I love doubles. They, I'm so much faster when I do it and like the high mileage and blah, blah, blah. But it's a lot of laundry. Like that's it is. It's so much wet laundry. laundry. I totally agree. Yeah, like I, that's the other thing is like your life literally becomes laundry and running. <laughs> but um, but yeah, so I feel like those were some good questions. Or like in general, like we've kind of dug into the whole injury thing. And I, I just feel like, you know, every runner goes through this. So it's totally like, you know, it's just we all have been in, in that situation and it's miserable. But there is a silver lining because you learn so much. You get stronger in other ways. You learn how to tackle things that um, you might no- not normally go after when you're just so um, spoiled with running every day. But yeah, is there anything else you want to talk about about injuries or anything like that? I think uh, like it might be. A, I'm from North Carolina originally, and it might be sort of a southern thing. But there's this concept of grace, like which <laughs> I think is a cool concept, and you don't really see it in New York City all that much. But it's the like it's kind of the idea that like whatever life throws at you, you're, you're just going to handle and be grateful for the things that you have. And mm-hmm. I think if you approach injuries and running with this kind of concept of, of gratitude and grace, like you can get through the injuries when they come, they don't necessarily, they're going to hurt. It's going to suck. You're going to get kicked in the teeth, but, uh, but you can come back a little bit better and it just doesn't, doesn't quite knock you down as much totally. as it does if you're just grinding every day as hard as you possibly can. So true. That's such a good way of approaching running in general, like with grace. Grace is good. Definitely. Okay, guys, thank you so much for coming along on the ride today. Um, if you're listening to this on iTunes, you can always follow my Instagram at uh, Lucy the Viking to tune into the live stream video version of it. Um, but yeah, be sure to let me know what your specific injury rehab routines are. And until next time, just be fast, just win. I'm still working on that outro, but thanks a lot, guys. <laughs> <laughs>